The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome and bienvenidos al show. Welcome, folks. This is the On Point with Victor show from the shiny, shiny, brand new studios of America's Web Radio. Uh, that's right, folks. This is great. This is uh, my first uh, live broadcast from the new studios, and we studio studios, and we are loving it, loving it, loving it. Uh, so, congratulations to America's Web Radio. This is some good looking digs here, good looking studio, and uh, you know I try to make it look better myself so anyway uh you are tuned into america's web radio this is the on point with victor show i am victor armanderes and uh sorry for missing last week but uh we had to move stations so uh now we are full force and ready to go we're we are headed to november look folks summer's done fall is here and we are on a slip and slide. I mean, it's going to go fast. Uh, you know, life goes by fast. And you always hear me talk about how you need to seize on life. You need to live each day like you don't know there's a tomorrow. And I really mean that. I really mean that. And that's why I tell you all the time, uh, do not let politics come between you and family. Do not let politics come between you and friends. If 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 you know somebody out there that that is uh, bitter and and hates you or or says says bad things like that just because they disagree with you, then walk away from them. You don't need friends like that. You don't need people like that in your lives. If they look, the left is constantly projecting. The left. It, you know, people ask me all the time, when did I become a conservative or when did I become a libertarian or as I like to say, a conservatarian? And I tell people all the time, my eyes were opened when I was in college walking through the quad because the people who yelled at me and they were most angry were the people on the left. Anybody I met on the conservative side were welcoming. They were friendly. They were willing to talk, even though there were issues that I uh, disagreed with, uh, especially back then. They still wanted to talk to me. They still wanted to know what my thoughts were. But whenever I questioned the left or whenever I told – when any leftist group that was in the quad and when I was in college and I dared to say, well, you know what? I may not agree with that, but maybe this, they wanted to yell at me. They wanted to get combative right away. That is what I noticed, and that's what really started pushing me towards the libertarian view, the conservative view, or as I like to call it, the conservatarian view. Uh it's simple, folks. It's simple. You look around you today. Who are the people who try to take over cities? Who are the people that try to burn down buildings? Who are the people that are burning health centers down because they dare counsel women? Who are the people who really don't want you to have a choice? It's either their way or they firebomb you. Who are the people who, who compose Antifa? Who are the people who compose the bad apples that are in the BLM movement? Those would be Biden voters. Those would be Democrats. The angriest people out there today are the Democrat side. It's the Democrat Party. If you disagree with them, they call you a Nazi. They call you a fascist. And I've got a story today to to just prove the point more. And I just so I want you to sit back and I want you to understand. So when I talk about seizing life and I talk about living each day to the fullest, I truly mean that. I truly mean that. Many of you who know me know that I, I had a battle with cancer and knock on wood, I'm doing very well. 
but it really wakes you up. You go through something like that and it makes you look and go, okay, what's important to me? What's important to my daily life? And let me tell you something, folks. Yes, it is important who we vote for and who we put in power, but you cannot let politics divide you and your family or you and your friends. Just please, if you hear, if you hear nothing else today, understand that. You can't, it's very hard to replace lifelong friends and you can't replace family. So do not let politics divide you. If you disagree, fine, disagree, laugh it off. And, uh, you can, and you should be able to have discussions. There's nothing wrong with having discussions, but it doesn't need to turn into division. And that's the way we, the American people, should be able to do it. You know, there was a time. There was a time, if you go back to Kennedy Democrats, you know, Kennedy didn't agree with the, with the Republicans on everything, but he sure did love the country. He still loved the country. He believed in smaller government. He believed in small, lower taxes. He believed in lower debt. That was Kennedy. John F. Kennedy couldn't be a Democrat today in in today's Democrat Party because today's Democrat Party wants to call everybody who disagrees with them a fascist. And that's pretty messed up, pretty messed up, folks. So and honestly, I'll get into it later when we talk about this fascism mess, because once again, the Democrat Party is projecting. They're projecting. So we're going to get into a lot of that stuff today, but I got, I got, I got a bit. So before we went on air today, me and, and producer Brett and, and legend Dave, we were having a conversation. Do you guys remember? And, and look, they're just trying to get me in trouble for the next time I fill in for Eric Erickson because they brought it up today to my attention because producer Brett was in the store the other day and he was able to buy a product called Spick and Span. <laughs> and you know, since since the Democrats are out there trying to cancel everything, how come Spick and Span hasn't been – how come it hasn't been pulled off the shelves yet? I mean, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, just do a Google or a – as I recommend, do a DuckDuckGo search for Spick and Span. <laughs> and if you don't know why, this is funny. For those new listeners out there, I am Hispanic, and, uh, and they're – you know, every now and then, you know, back in the gosh, David, I don't know when that was a popular saying, but you know, they used to refer people used to refer to brown folks as a as a derogatory in a derogatory way by the using the term spick. And I, I remember that as a kid, I don't my even dad. No, I don't even. I remember that certainly. This was in the sixties, during all yeah. the racial stuff. Right, right. In you the know. midst of all the racial craziness that yeah. was going on. But yeah. I don't even know where that term Where came it came from. from. You know, I don't either. And I remember my father telling me when I first heard that word, it was my Mexican Spanish father who sat me down and told me about it. And, and, and that was followed by un- really great lessons from by my father, my uncles who told me, yeah, those are words. They can never bother you. Only you can let that bother you. And that's you know, why I, I probably another reason why I'm a good conservatarian. <laughs> you know, that's, uh, one of those things that uh, they weren't as organized as they are today because it never really went anywhere. Right? They, they try it. They tried to make it uh, like, and I and I, they tried to make it like the term blacks or mm-hmm. or whatever. Or, and I I don't like using the N word. Right. You know that's all bull in my right. You know, they, and they, mm-hmm. and uh, blacks happen to call themselves. Well, the N word. Well, you'll hear it in you'll hear it in music today still, um, which is sad uh, 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 again. But but you're right, David. There, there was the, the 
the, the use of derogatory. And, you know, back in the 60s, when, when my dad was, you know, my dad came here in his early 20s. He couldn't even speak the language, but he came here. He learned English. He did jobs. He worked. And none of those things bothered him. And he was in the height of racial division. And, and when, when everything was, the pushback was happening and everything. And, and to hear stories, it's great. But the, the best lesson I ever received, or one of the best lessons I received from my father was that none of these people can, can, can have an effect on you unless you let it. So even back then, at least when I hear my dad talk about it, those things didn't, and, and they never did slow my dad down. None of these words or derogatory terms ever stopped my father from being the success that he became. And that was his lesson to us, me and my brothers and sisters when we were growing up. People are going to make fun of you no matter what. I mean, David, you're a, you're a white guy. I'm sure you were made fun of at some point. There are, oh. there are going to be mean kids out there no matter what color you are. I, uh, from the third grade on, for many years, I wore glasses. But I didn't let it stop me. I played football. There you go. I played baseball. Excellent. And I'd get up to bat and then, hey, four eyes, you know. Exactly. So everybody in this Then I'd knock the shit out of it. Well, there you go. (laughs) After you did the ball, after you knocked the crap out of the ball. No, but David, that's, that's, that's my point. There's probably nobody in this country that has, that grew up without being made at some point, somebody making fun of them or trying to bully them a a little bit or, or whatever. We're all going to experience if you, if, and as a kid, you're going to experience. I don't care who you are, where you are, or what liberal school you think you go to and how, um, you think liberals are, they're going to be mean kids and mean people. You're never going to escape mean people, but you can, you can ignore them. You can let it run right off of you. Like I was taught to do. Look, let me tell you something. Not only was I a Brown guy, I, uh, I had to go through schools, high school and college, all of five foot three. And that's if I was wearing the right shoes. So imagine I didn't just get made fun of for, or, or called names for being different and Brown. I got made fun of for being short. I mean, to this day, I still in the in in the butt of of short jokes. But I don't care. It did not stop me from the, becoming the success that I am, and and hopefully the success that I'm headed towards. Uh, and and again, that was the lesson I received because I had a father who was who was the brunt of many jokes and the brunt of many derogatory terms, but it never slowed him down, never stopped that man from achieving what he achieved. And when they, when he retired, he retired CFO of a major company in, in the state of Georgia. So as he told me, and as I will tell you, the only person that can slow you down in the country, in this country, the United States of America, the only person that can stop you from achieving what you want and what you dream of is what Biden? Well, okay. Other than Biden, other than Biden, you know that's a good point, David. But truly, truly, the only person that's going to stop you from succeeding in this country is the person you see when you look in the mirror. Look in the mirror. That is the person you need to come to terms with, because when you can accept yourself and you can just not let anyone anything anyone says bother you, you just know that it's not going to stop you, then you will succeed in this country. And that is my uh, message today. <laughs> so, all right, but I got to get to a couple of things. So the Spick and Span thing, that was hilarious. And I, I, I haven't seen that in a long time. Uh, it's something that my parents, my own mother used to buy because I remember it being in the house. But that just made me laugh today when producer Brett brought that up. And then I think about all the canceling going on and all the wokeism going on, but no one's come out to, 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 to ban that. They even, my goodness, they even put poor Aunt Jemima out of a job because they can't have her on a box anymore. I mean, how ridiculous is that? You know, there's a comedian out there. His name is Terrence. 
Oh, I don't remember his last name. And he made his, he's a, he's a black guy, black comedian, funny guy. He made his own pancake mix and sells it. And I can't, it's called Cousin T's. You can look it up, do a DuckDuckGo search for Cousin T's pancakes. You can buy these. And he put his face on the box. So he put his face, Cousin T's pancake mix, and the left tried to cancel him. That's how messed up these people are. That's how messed up the Democrats are. This guy's out there trying to make a business and, and, and earn money selling his recipe for pancake mix. And because he put his face on it and called it Cousin T's, the left is trying to put him out of business and cancel him. That is your Democrat Party, folks. That is your Democrat Party. They do not care about your welfare. They do not care about you succeeding. Because they will bring down a black man or a Hispanic man as quick as you can snap your fingers. I mean, do I need to remind you of Martha's Vineyards? Do I need to remind you? Speaking of Martha's Vineyards, I got an idea. How come, and this just makes, I just make myself laugh sometimes. But you hear the left talk about affordable housing. You hear the left always talk about Section 8 housing. And you will hear the Democrats say every community needs affordable housing because that's going to bring equity. That's going to bring diversity to a neighborhood. Okay, well then put your money where your mouth is. Martha's Vineyard, you need some Section 8 housing. Martha's Vineyard, you need some some equity. You need some affordable housing. I mean... I call on Ron DeSantis. I call on Ron DeSantis to put a put a plane another a second plane load of equity. Put that plane load of equity. Send it to Martha's Vineyard again, but follow up with a package from Home Depot. So they have all their two by fours and six by four, whatever they need. They have all the equipment, and they can just go ahead and start building their own Section Eight housing. In Martha's Vineyard, because Martha Vineyard, they don't have affordable housing. You heard the people themselves. One of the reasons they deported the the uh, the, the plane load of equity that the DeSantis sent the first plane, they were deported by the Martha Vineyard's residents, by the elitist in the the liberal rich elitist. In forty eight hours, had those brown people removed from Martha's Vineyard. Well, you know what? Those are the people that are telling us they're sanctuary cities. Those are the people telling us that you need to have affordable housing in your neighborhood. Those are the people telling us that we and all the neighborhoods need to have Section 8 housing. Oh, but not theirs. Not theirs. Well, they need to put their money where their mouth is. We need affordable housing in Martha's Vineyard, and we need it yesterday. All right, folks, we'll be right back. Start taking back our country from the liberal wokes by voting locally for conservative Republicans. Stacey Abrams wants to be our next governor, but listen to what she had to say about Georgia. I am tired of hearing about being the best state in the country to do business when we are the worst state in the country to live. We are the worst state in the country to live. We are the worst state in the country to live. Abrams will destroy Georgia with her socialist policies. Vote for Brian Kemp. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com.
You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You know, there's a reason that producer Brett has the new corner office. <laughs> or one of the new corner offices. So he just, uh, and David, check this out. So the term spick is a shortened version of Hispanic, and you can find it in the Urban Dictionary, urbandictionary.com. So that's where that came from. So the term spick. You know, I never realized why it was derogatory. Of course, I'm the kind of guy, you can call me what you want. You can call, I don't care. Um, and you know, if, if you're going to pay me a lot of money, you can even call me even uglier things. <laughs> so I really don't care. As long as you listen to the radio show, uh, and subscribe to, uh, America's Web Radio and subscribe to my podcast and, uh, tune in to Eric Erickson, especially when I'm guest hosting, you can call me whatever you want. I don't care. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you, know, you know what the green hobby, Hobbyists are doing uh, oh, right there's, now. There's no telling. They're sitting in Florida watching the Teslas sit there. <laughs> yeah, you know that's a good point. And and while you're on it, while you're on it, look. Let me for my Florida listeners out there, especially uh, the awesome Bell's Nickel folks in Daytona, and and for my brother who's in Orlando, and and some friends of mine who are all scattered throughout Florida, and and all and just. I mean, we have got amazing, amazing listeners in Florida that tune into the On Point with Victor show every week. For all of you guys out there, please take heed. Take heed because we we don't know what this storm is going to do. We don't know where it's going to hit. I don't care what they're telling you. You don't know until it actually hits. The the storm is going to go where it goes and when it decides to do to move and it's going to but what we do know is it's going to be a strong storm and it's going to hit Florida. So, take precautions. Uh Listen, chance favors the prepared. Chance favors the prepared. So do what you need. Don't take it lightly. Um, you know, prepare for the worst and hope for the best. That is, that is the best thing you can do. So if you're down there in Florida, do what you need to do. Get yourself barricaded. Get what you need and, uh, and be prepared for this storm. Ride it out if you have to inland if you can. Don't stay on the coast, uh, especially you guys around Tampa because it looks like it's going to hit Tampa pretty hard. Uh, listen, pack it up. Follow the Buccaneers wherever they're going. Hopefully they don't have a home game this weekend <laughs> or, or the Tampa Bay Rays or whoever. Um, or just go inland, do what you can, and get away from the coast and let this storm pass and then go back. You know, there um, was a, like, you know, when you say snow in Atlanta, then there's a, a rush on the supermarket, uh, yep. you know. Well, uh, this time in Florida, when they said hurricane, there was a rush on Home Depot for four sale signs to put on the electric cars. I wouldn't doubt it. I, you know, David, it's funny you mention that because here's the thing. They're going to lose power. They're going to lose power. And, and all I, here, here's, I'll even say this for, for us here in Atlanta because, you know, America's Web Radio, the flagship station's right here in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, and we're, we're going to get some of this storm. Now, depending on which route this storm goes, it looks like it's going to come right over Georgia. So we're going to get probably sustained winds of uh, up to 40 or more miles an hour, and that's plenty enough to bring down trees and tree limbs. So there's going to be parts of Georgia that's going to lose power. And all I can say is this. 
my V8 truck will still start, and it's going to go wherever I need to go. But you people out there who need to charge your batteries, as David alluded to, you ain't going to be able to do anything but look at your pretty Tesla as it sits there because you don't have battery power. And you can't, and if you do have battery power, where are you going to go? Because we don't know how much power is going to be out or, or the area of power outages. So you might drive from A to B, but you ain't getting back from B to A because you may not be able to charge that battery. So herein lies the problem, which is what Legendary Dave is, is alluding to. Why would you sit back and let the government force you to buy an electric vehicle and just an electric vehicle because they want you in only electric vehicles. Because what's going to happen? If you don't have a gas-powered vehicle, what's going to happen when the power goes out? And how long? What if, what if the power's out for weeks? What if the power's out for months? Folks, it's happened. It can happen, it can happen again. What are you going to do without that gasoline-powered vehicle? And that's why this guy will never be without a gas-powered vehicle. And my, I dad, know, uh, my dad used to have a saying, you know, when we when I was growing up, and and the lights would go out or whatever. Where was Moses when the lights went out? <laughs> yeah, right. In the dark. In the dark. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's very simple. It's very simple, and 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 that's the thing we we have to understand. Uh, look, I don't I don't care if you go out and buy yourself an electric vehicle. Knock yourself out. Um, I've seen some some. I, I I love the Tesla. I think it looks great. But there's no way that I would just buy an electric vehicle and that be the only vehicle I have. There's just no way. Just I, think of the deals though. The the Teslas that will be flooded and oh no, you know, <laughs> oh they'll, they'll make a David, deal on those suckers. That's another good point. What happens to the battery car, the, the EV, the electric vehicle, when it gets flooded? When a certain amount of water, you know, we, you can oh, flood it. I can think of it's shocking. Wait, well, yeah, I don't want to, <laughs> you're right, Dad. I don't want to be the, and the, I mean, think about it. The bat, the, the undercarriage of an electric vehicle pretty much is the battery. You know, if you got an, uh, a, a gas powered vehicle, the water's got to get up and over the intake valves and all that to, to really start to, to damage your engine. But if you've got a, 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 a exhaust system that's made for deep water, then you're going to be fine. But if the water just comes up over the tires, you're going to be fine. You might get some water in your vehicle, but you're going to be fine. But if you've got an EV, you got an electric vehicle, and the water comes up above the wheels, it's that means it's going to be the battery's going to be submerged. I just want to know what happened. You know, I I I got to look into that. Oh, that was interesting. <laughs> we got the studio doing weird things. Uh, it's a new studio, folks. So. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to look into that. I, I want to know what happens when a battery gets submerged. Maybe uh, Engineer Dave is out there, and Engineer Dave can uh, send us a note. And I just had another thought that, uh, you know, when it gets real bad and you're driving along a Florida highway and you see a sail up a mast in the sail and all that, you know, you can figure you're passing a Tesla. Yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> it's going to be a blue light special, a battery special. Oh, man, this is just crazy. But, I mean, you know, it's, it's, I, I mean, I am sure because you drive in the rain and you drive that, that they're, they're protected. But driving through the rain and driving through puddles is a little different than a car that's sitting in submerged water. So I just, uh, you know, I just wonder. I can't help but wonder, but, uh, I guess we'll see. We'll find out. But, uh, anyway, folks, look, you should never allow it in this country, where we're based on freedom and liberty, 
and and the and the government represents we the people. The government does not dictate to we the people. The government has to listen to we the people. And we should never, ever, ever, ever allow our government to try and tell us what we can and cannot buy. In fact, the Constitution does not allow our government to dictate to us what we buy and can't buy. That That's just true. That's one reason why the Obamacare BS law should have never uh, stood. Because you cannot force... You, the U.S. government cannot force its people, its citizens, on to buy something and not buy something. Uh, the only way Obamacare, because that, I'm, I'm going to be nice, but because John Roberts didn't want to be the chief justice to turn down the first uh, African American president's biggest legislation, he changed the language in that bill to be a tax. That's the only way they got to pass, folks. The only way. Look, this is the only point of Victor show. You're going to get the truth, you're going to get common sense, and you're going to get logic. And that's what happened. And, and, and it's sad, sad, because this government here in this country, we have a constitution. And again, the the government in this country is a representation of we the people. The constitution in this country restrains government, not we the people. And that's what people need to remember. And unfortunately, because of government schools in this country, the, the kids that are in government schools are being taught wrong history. They're being taught bad history. They're being taught um, revisionism. Oh, it's not history. Right. It's revisionism. They're being, they're being taught a rewrite. They're not being taught the facts. They're not being taught the greatness of this country, uh, which is sad, which is sad. So, you know, I saw a thing the other day on the news where where somebody went out and they asked college students, uh, "Are you proud to be an American?" And I I was shocked. I shouldn't have been shocked, but I was shocked and amazed at how many college kids looked right at the camera and said they were not proud to be an American. They would be proud, they said, to be anywhere else but America. And my my message to those students: Get out, leave. Leave. If I ever get elected to a high office, if I ever get elected to a high office, I am going to propose that we start a fund and we're going to call it the leave, leave fund or the get out fund. Because if you can't be proud of your country, then I want to help pay your way out. I want to help pay your way out because you need to go experience what you think is so blissful. You 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 want communism and socialism? I, I, I'm going to help you go to Venezuela. I'm going to help you go to Cuba. But you're going to have to stay there for a minimum of three years. Then you can come back. Great idea. You know, I I, I really think that we should do this. We should. And the re, and and it's not the government telling you you can't come back. It's 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 a. I want to set up a private fund. That raises money that'll help you pay for you to go live somewhere else just to get you over there. You got to fend for yourself once you're there. But I want to help a pri- and because it's a private fund, that private fund can say if you use these funds to go to another country, you cannot return for three years because we'll help bring you back, but not for three years. Now, if you want to come back on your own accord at your own expense, hey, knock yourself out. Because my guess is. Most of the places where you think you want to go, you're not going to be able to live for three years because you're not going to have uh, your coddled lifestyle that you have here in the United States. And and I telling you, folks, I've been to other places in this world and and I've been to countries where there's abject poverty. You know, and this may sound well, 
I was thinking about, you know, watching the weather channel and all that as mm-hmm. Ian is passing over Jamaica. Right. Many, many years ago, I went to Jamaica and, I, you know, I, I couldn't help but, as I was watching this, think about the cardboard houses mm-hmm. that lined the streets of Jamaica. Oh, yeah. Literally. Literally. Cardboard houses. Cardboard, yeah. yes. Yeah, and, I've seen it. You know, what these people, you know, I have, I have no hanging grudge against Jamaicans or, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm sorry that, that they don't have the opportunity. So many that, live the way they yeah, live. But I'm thinking, what the hell are they going to do in a class three, class four, class five hurricane? Yeah. They, wind at 120, 30 miles yep. an hour. They get wiped out. And they get wiped out. They get out. wiped and, out. I mean, it's, and it's their, horrible. their whole, their whole, every life, or their life is in a grocery store, grocery cart, maybe, if yeah. they've been so fortunate to steal one. Right. And, you know, I just, my heart goes out to them. Yeah. And, I, I, and that's so true, David. And, and, and I've seen places in Mexico as well, um, where it's the same thing. I mean, they literally use the leaves of banana trees. That's their roof of their house and their house is made out of, uh, made up of every, anything they can get, whether it be, uh, cinder blocks that they put together, cardboard boxes they put together, tree limbs they put together. Uh, and that is abject poverty. We, we, I've said it before and I'll say it again. We don't have poverty in this country. We really don't. Um, the level of poverty that is around the world in India or, or Mexico or Jamaica or some of these other Cuba, some of these other islands, um, look at Venezuela. Look at what the socialist regime has done to that country. Uh, I mean, it's, it's terrible. So when, I mean, a 30 mile an hour wind can knock over these structures, let alone a hundred mile an hour wind. So, um, folks, it's something to think about and, and it's, and it's true and it's out there and, and it's just so when I hear these kids say these things that they don't appreciate to be American, they're out of their minds. All right, we'll be right back, folks. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. Stacey Abrams wants to be our next governor, but listen to what she had to say about Georgia. I am tired of hearing about being the best state in the country to do business when we are the worst state in the country to live. We are the worst state in the country to live. We are the worst state in the country to live. Abrams will destroy Georgia with her socialist policies. Vote for Brian Kemp. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back, folks. Hey, listen, I've told you before, and I'm going to tell you again. Uh, Duck, Duck, Go. If you haven't put Duck, Duck, Go on your phone or on your laptop or on your desktop, uh, listen, folks, you got to do that. Uh, Duck, Duck, Go. You make that your search engine. And and listen, I'll give you a reason why. You can go to Google right now, and you could probably uh, Google the name. Oh, what is her name? I'm going to forget. But uh, (laughs) Georgia Meloni. 
Google that name, and I'll bet you the first ten things you see is something to do with fascist. Then go do a DuckDuckGo search of her name, and then you're going to see the facts and the truth. DuckDuckGo is not going to bury anything, and, and you're going to find the the what you're looking for, whether it's good or bad. DuckDuckGo, DuckDuckGo is going to find the stories for you, and you can read and make judgments for yourself, unlike Google that tries to shape the way you think. Um, I'm just telling you, folks. Start using DuckDuckGo. You'll be glad. You'll thank me for it. So, hey, listen, I, I want to, you know, since we're here in Atlanta, I have to mention this. I have to talk about this. Because our flagship station is in Atlanta, Georgia, and and Georgia's winningest, winning, <laughs> winningest, I think I'm saying that right, uh, team, I believe in history, is the Atlanta Braves baseball team. I think that's the winningest team in Georgia that Georgia's ever had. Uh the Atlanta Braves went, you know, they were, they were invited to the White House. Now look, I, if I were a member of the Atlanta Braves, I, going to the White House is, 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 is amazing. The his, the history that is the White House is amazing and I think everyone should see it. It is the people's house. Uh, but on the other hand, when you've got somebody like the dementia patient who is the current occupant of the White House, I, I, I can't say that I would, that I myself would have gone. I, I just don't know. I, I, I think it's horrible when somebody like the dementia patient Biden and these leftists who are occupying the White House, because to me, they're, they're, they're defacing the White House. They're defacing the history that that White House stands for. And so I, I would probably have a trouble. And on one hand, I'd have trouble going there to, to be given honors by Biden. But on the other hand, who knows if you'll ever get the chance to do it again. So I don't begrudge any of the Atlanta Braves for going. And please, if you're in Georgia and you're an Atlanta Braves fan, do not get mad at any of the Braves players for going to the White House and, and listening to the dementia patient. Try and give them a speech about how they won. Uh, listen, it's historic. And the White House is a historic place. The president will change. But the White House is there. And it's there to stand and, and, and it will be there for many, many years to come. And, and, and what has gone on in that White House, and I'm not talking about Bill Clinton, <laughs> but what has gone on, the history of the White House is amazing. So do not begrudge any of the Braves players. Please do not get mad at Braves players for going and accepting the invitation to go to the White House because, hey, they may not get the chance to do it again. And seeing the White House, seeing the Oval Office, uh, being having the tour on the grounds it's absolutely amazing and and uh everybody should do it and it's unfortunate that that there's a dementia patient occupying the white house right now that is unfortunate but uh, i don't begrudge the brace for doing it but here's the thing here's the thing the left just cannot be happy the left the democrats just can't let people enjoy sports you know the last place that politics should be in at well there's a couple of places politics shouldn't be. But one of the big places politics should not have anything to do with in that sports. We have to deal with our daily lives. We have to deal with making ends meet. We have to deal with, with, with earning enough to pay for your mortgage, to pay for your rent, to pay for your car, to pay for your food, to make sure your kids being properly educated. There's so many things that a family has to deal with. And then on top of that, you gotta deal with, with 
crazy politicians like what we have with the Democrat Party right now. You have to deal with the Democrats' policies that are making inflation go up. Listen, inflation is a tax on the poor. Inflation is a tax on the less wealthy. Wealthy people and rich elitists can bear the brunt of inflation. But the poor family, the family living paycheck to paycheck, the 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 blue collar worker out there that's barely making ends meet, and every time inflation goes up, that's another tax on those families. That American family that's struggling already, the Democrats, every time the Democrats make inflation worse, which they're doing, they're doing it daily, that's a tax on these families, these American families. It's making it harder and harder for them to live. And that is because, directly because of today's Democrat Party. And it's a shame. It is a shame. But the fact that these families here in the, we as, 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 as people here in this country, citizens of the United States, we have to put up with all of those things I just mentioned. Then we, one of the best getaways is to go sit down and cheer on your favorite sports team, whether it be a football team or a soccer team. In my case, I love soccer, but, um, maybe it's a hockey team like producer Brett. Uh, maybe it's, uh, baseball. Whatever it is, sports is a getaway. Sports has always been a time, no matter how hard life is, you can look forward to sitting down for two, three, or four hours and cheering on, leaving all the hardship behind and getting behind your favorite sports team. Maybe it's a college team, but you're able to get into that sports and you're able to cheer and feel that camaraderie of being part of that team. By the way, I would like yeah. to mention that uh, Texas Tech did beat the University of Texas this past Saturday. They sure did. And I believe Texas A&M beat uh, Arkansas. Arkansas, yeah. Yes, they you did. You know, when you were talking about uh, being in college and, and people saying stuff to you and all mm-hmm. that, I was thinking when I was in college, there was there were us cowboys and the rest. Right. We we didn't have any discrimination. It was just us cowboys and, and everybody else and everybody else. <laughs> you know, I, I like that, David. That's your, and that's the way you got to think about it. You know, if you don't let this stuff bother you, your life will be better. Your uh, trust me, folks. If you go through life angry and you go through your life with a chip on your shoulder, and if you go through your life blaming somebody else for for any of your shortcomings then you're going to have a hard life and life is hard enough as it is for all those reasons I just mentioned. And, and again, when politics enters sports, my goodness, that just, it, why do you think so many fans right now, even still today, cause I saw some the other day when they're at a game are chanting, let's go Brandon, or they're chanting, uh, FJB. Why are they doing that? Because they don't want politics. Listen, even the music the music uh, in New York City this past weekend, and David, I don't know if you heard about this. In New York City, there was some kind of music gala, and and they wanted, and there were there were all these different acts. So all these people came, these liberal, uh, from the liberal elite to the to the lower level poor in in New York, they came in to this uh, venue to see musicians play some of their favorite music. And what did they get? They got a bunch of speeches, speech after speech, a little music and then speeches, political speeches. But to the credit of even these liberals in New York, they booed these speeches. And in fact, Nancy Pelosi 
thought she was going to be welcomed in New York City. She came out on this stage and she started ranting and raving and lying about the inflation reduction, which is the inflation uh, exacerbation bill. But she started lying about the, the inflation coming down because inflation is not coming down, folks. It's getting worse. But Pelosi came out on the stage in front of all these music fans and started blabbing, and they booed her. And I loved it. And they should have booed her until she left the stage. But these people, even in New York City, the left is sick and tired of politicians coming and thinking that there's some celebrity and that they can bring their politics into your life at every as- in every aspect of your life. And this is what I mean about sports. Sports is a getaway. You don't need to bring politics in sports. And if you're a sports owner, if you're a team owner out there, or you're you're affiliated with with some type of uh, whether it be the NFL or the MLB or the MLS, shame on you if you continue to allow politics to enter sports. Shame on you, because we the fans we don't want to be lectured to when we're watching sports. We don't. And trust me, I can speak for I bet ninety nine percent. Of the, of the true sports fans out there. We do not want to be lectured to when we watch sports. Now look folks, I'm not angry. I'm just right. I'm not angry. I'm just right. Now listen to what happened when the Braves went to the White House. This should have been fun. It should have been historic. Uh, the Braves, some of the Braves players, maybe they're not from this country. Maybe they're new citizens. So they get to see the history that is the United States, the history that is the White House. But what were they welcomed with? They were welcomed with Democrats and journalists, left-wing journalists who were asking, well, why do you do the chop? Why do you do the chop? Isn't that insulting to Indians? Isn't that insulting to Native Americans? The, the the politicians, the Democrats, and the journalists just cannot allow you to have a good time. They cannot allow you to have a good time. The Atlanta Braves, who were the underdogs last season, the underdogs, no one picked them to win the World Series, but they did it. They won the World Series. They overcame all of the hardships. They overcame adversity, and they became the World Series champions, and they went to the White House. And what are the Democrats? to do? What do the left-wing journalists do? The so-called media? They can't let you have fun. They can't let you enjoy it. They had to bring up and try to cause division. They got to they gotta cause strife. They got to try to get people angry at one another. And they, and they went in on this chop business because the Atlanta Braves, we still do the chop. And if the Atlanta Braves had balls, they would bring back Chief Nakahoma. And any of you, if you don't know Atlanta baseball, then go go do a duck dug go search on Chief Nakahoma because we need we need to bring him back. You know, that was one of the first things the libs did was was cause a Native American to lose his job. You know, Chief Nakahoma made a pretty good penny, I'm sure, uh, at all the Braves games and and loved doing it. Oh, but we had to get rid of him. So look, but thank goodness we still do the chop. And you know, the Atlanta Braves, which I don't think they they had to do, but they did. They actually got together with the Cherokee Nation and some other Indian tribes, Native American tribes. And they sat down and talked to them about the chop and what, what, what it means to the Atlanta Braves and what it means to the fans. And, and the Native Americans gave their blessing to do it. So when you've got that idiot Warnock running around Georgia saying that, oh, well, they need to sit down and have a talk. Yeah, they already did it, Warnock, you moron. Uh, he, the fact that he's a senator and doesn't know this, he's a senator from Georgia and doesn't know that what the Atlanta Braves, the Atlanta Braves went well beyond their, what they needed to do to get the blessings of the Native Americans for the chop to continue. And, uh, look, 
if you're a, a baseball fan and you're you're going to an Atlanta Braves fan, you chop as hard and as loud as you can. Uh, I don't care what the liberal media says. And I hope the Braves collectively gave the media and the Democrats the middle finger yesterday when they left the White House. Go ahead, David. Okay. I, you just brought up a, a opportunity to for us, for me, to say that America's Web Radio totally supports and endorses Herschel Walker yes. against that moron, like you said, <laughs> Warnock. Warnock. And the I... You know, it's one thing to call somebody that, but it's one thing to experience working with them. And I tried working with Warnock and mm-hmm. his people, and he's worthless as a right. He's a broken a, door. He's a great orator. You know, he can speak well, but don't expect actions from Warnock because you're not going to get them. He's as good as a screen door on a, on a submarine. Absolutely. And, and, you know, look, if Herschel Walker, if you're out there, cause I know some of your team members listen to this show. And, and if you're listening and you're part of Herschel Walker's campaign, listen to me and listen closely. You've got to go out. You, you take it to Warnock. Warnock as I believe 96 or 98 percent has voted with Joe Biden. Warnock is the reason for the the ridiculous inflation that we have right now. Warnock is the reason for high taxes. He's a reason for all this spending because he voted for it. He voted for all the spending bills. He voted for the exacerbation inflation bill. He votes with Joe Biden. Do not let uh, Warnock get away with trying to say that he's a centrist, that he's a moderate. There's no such thing as a Democrat centrist. There's no such thing. Well, let me put it this way. There's no such thing as an elected Democrat centrist. There's no such thing as an elected, current elected Democrat uh, middle of the rotor. They don't exist. The Democrats vote lockstep, in lockstep with Joe Biden and Chuck U. Schumer. They vote almost a hundred percent with the hard left. So there is no, there is no John F. Kennedy Democrat today. There isn't. So when Warnock is out there trying to convince the Georgians, because he knows, he knows he's not going to get a majority of the Georgians vote because of the liberal mess and the, 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 the tax hikes he votes for, the spending he votes for, the inflation that he's voting for, the inflation that he's causing. Warnock is 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 guilty in all these things because he votes with Biden. He votes with the Democrats. He votes with Chuck U. Schumer. Let me so, throw out one other yeah. thing. There is not a veteran in Georgia that should vote for Warnock. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. If you're a veteran out there, Warnock will not put you first. He'll put the illegal first. He'll put the criminal first. But he ain't putting the veteran first. David, you're 100% right. 100% right. If if you're a veteran or you're in law enforcement or you're in the military, current active military. So if you're a veteran, if you're active military, if you're active law enforcement, if you're active first responder, you cannot vote for Warnock. You cannot Warnock does not have the back of any of you guys. Warnock will put the illegal immigrant and he will put the criminal Ahead of any first responder, ahead of any active military, and ahead of any active veteran. Listen, there shouldn't be one homeless veteran in 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 the state of Georgia, let alone the United States. There shouldn't be. But Warnock's not doing a darn thing about it. Warnock's not coming out with any plans to help the help the veterans. But you know who will? Herschel Walker will. Herschel Walker will. Listen, Herschel. Listen. 
Team Herschel, listen to me now because you got a debate coming up, and Warnock is going to try to hit Herschel with with his mental the, the the mental issues that Herschel Walker had. And listen, Herschel Walker, to his credit, he's been very very forthcoming of his mental issues and how he got help and how he got better. And Warnock has tried to take it out of context. And Warnock is going to hit you with this in the debates. And listen, Herschel Walker, be prepared. Because all you have to do, when when Warnock brings up your mental issues that you had, you turn to him and say, you know what, Warnock, thanks for pointing it out because I, I, I did what I want to help my fellow Georgians do. I want my fellow Georgians to be able to have access to help. Get help get better and succeed because that's what Herschel Walker did. And then Herschel, you ask him, you turn to him and you say, I got help and I got better. And my wife still, or my ex-wife, wife, whatever, still loves me and still communicates with me. You, Warnock, you still haven't apologized for getting in your car and trying to run over your wife. You, Where's your apology? Did you get help for that? That's all you got to do, Herschel. You can turn to Warnock and say, you got in your car, Warnock, and you tried to run your wife over because that is a 100% factual story. And Warnock hasn't apologized for it. Warnock hasn't showed contrition for it. Warnock didn't get help for it, for that breakdown he had where he tried to kill his wife with his vehicle. Herschel Walker, that's what you need to do in the debate and then drop the mic and you can walk off the stage because you will win the debate. You will win the debate. So uh, please, please take my advice there. <laughs> so, um, all right, look. So that's about all I'm going to say about the Braves, but uh, kudos to them, and I'm glad they went to the White House. It's too bad they had to put up with Dementia Joe. It's too bad they had to listen to Democrats and the lamestream leftist media complain about Native Americans and the CHOP. Because those, the, if those journalists and Democrats had done their research, they would know that the Atlanta Braves have worked with and gotten the blessings from the Cherokee Nation and other Indian tribes for the chop to continue. So if you're an Atlanta Braves fan, when you go to the Braves stadium and you watch a game, you chop as loud as you can chop. And if you're watching a Braves game at home, you chop so loud that the neighbors start chopping with you because you're chopping so loud. Just do that for me, folks. Do that for me. It would be great. And and Atlanta Braves, please bring back Chief Nakahoma. Bring him back. Today's youth who enjoy baseball should be able to enjoy Chief Nakahoma like I did when I was a kid. Because I remember Chief Nakahoma standing on the dugouts. And, and, uh, jumping up and down and, and, and doing the, the, doing the winning dance. <laughs> so. And the, you know, the pregame portion of it where he was, came out of the teepee and. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, I know. mean, David, we're probably, Media Matters is probably going to call us racist today because we uttered the term teepee. <laughs> and that we actually said that Chief Nakahoma actually used to come out of his teepee. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing today. Well, those people only yeah. know what TP stands for, and, and oh, they, in the sense do. of in the sense of Beavis and Butthead TP. Yeah. I have TP for my or Spickens Man, <laughs> or Spickens Man. <laughs> you know, I I I heard that they brought back Beavis and Butthead. I don't know, Dave, uh, if you're familiar. It's a car. Yeah. It was a cartoon. Oh yeah. I heard they brought it back, and all. And one of my favorite episodes back when when I was younger, watching that. Was when Beavis would walk around going, "I have TP for my bunghole, TP." <laughs> so yes, David, that's what they understand. They, they that that's the only TP they understand. But actually, TP there is actually 
Chief Nakahoma had his TP at the opening game ceremonies, and he would come out of it. And how awesome was that? Oh, yeah. We need to do it again. The Atlanta Braves need to do it again. talking about, you know, there's not a school around that college, high school, whatever. Yeah, you know, it's called get your crowd involved. Yes. Yes. Chief Nakahoma would get the whole stadium involved. Do you know... As an opposing team, if you came to face the Atlanta Braves, when that crowd would get behind Chief Nakahoma and he could get it going, that I, I don't care who you are in the opposing team or how good you are. You can't help but recognize when a home crowd is into the game. There is nothing like having uh, the, the backing of the crowd. And, and, and compare, uh, I guess – to the what is it now the the it's not the Washington Redskins anymore they can't say that they're they're the Washington, Washington National National General I don't know what they are now but compare sitting in a stand going yay go national or whatever compared to Atlanta where we're chopping and we're chanting Whoa, you know we're doing all of those things that gets people involved when you've got the stadium it'll put chills on you. Because everybody at one point, no matter what's going on in the world, no matter what political team they're on, they can come together and chant for a victory of their Atlanta Braves. And I, I want to compliment you too, Victor, on, on what you talked about with sports. And I can't think of a time in my life, and you know I'm older than dirt, but <laughs> in a, of all the times right now is when we need Sports, and we need to be able to relax and go enjoy something oh besides the bad news. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, for, uh oh, what did we do wrong? Uh oh. The Washington Commanders. The Commanders. Again, producer Brett shows why he's got the corner office. Well, that's what he's supposed to do. <laughs> that's right. The wa- so, so yeah, go ahead, David. But anyway, no, yeah. your point, uh, we need relaxation. Yes. And we need, you know, it, it's like my best friend, uh, his grandsons play baseball and, you know, he go, he and his wife both go out and you can tell in Dan's voice after a game that he's more relaxed than before the and game. Before. And he's, you know, he's, it's, and this is what this country needs right now. I will say one caveat to that and I'm gonna, I'm gonna anger a lot of Falcons fans. The only problem with that is the Falcons have a way of letting you down. They can be up 24 to 3 in the fourth quarter and the crowd's going crazy and well, then they lose it. <laughs> what, what, what do you, what do you think halftime is for? That's when, that's when the Falcons go into the locker room and figure out how they can lose how the game. How they can lose it? <laughs> I will say this, they did win, uh, the last week, and so good. Maybe they're on a, they're, they're turning the corner, they're turning the corner. Let's go with that. A one and, game roll? A one game, we're on a one game roll. Yes, we are. And, uh, and, and same thing for Atlanta United. It's been a tough season. But you know what? I'll say this, because I'm a soccer fan and I can speak to this. Even though Atlanta United's been having a tough season, it doesn't matter. I am in front of every game. Every United game, and so my 87-year-old father will not miss an Atlanta United soccer game. I mean, and and let me tell you something: when 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 you're elderly and and you're and life is just hard. It's it's a struggle sometimes to 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 go on walks. It's a struggle to do the exercise you need to do when you're in your late 80s. But my dad gets a pep in his step when the Atlanta United soccer team is about to play. 
I mean, when he wakes up on the, let's say Atlanta United plays tonight. Let's say they're going to play tonight. When my dad got up this morning, it's Atlanta United. He's ready to go from the minute he gets out of bed until that game starts. And that puts a pep in his step. And this is what I mean. There should be no politics in sports. And exactly what David was talking about. Especially when we have to put up with four years of a dementia patient running the White House. When we have to put up with with two years so far of total Democrat control. And that's why there's out of control inflation. There's out of control food prices. Gas prices are – look, folks, what did I tell you two or three months ago? Gas prices were going to go back up. Well, now we're six days in a row now where gas prices are going up. And they're going back up, folks. They're going – just wait till the election's over. So all of these things are happening out there. So you've got just things you've got to deal with in everyday life. So you should be able to escape with sports, just like David said. Sports can has a way of calming you. Sports has a way of, of giving you an escape so that you can let the stress go. And you can – you know, stressing about your team is a little different than stressing whether you're going to make the mortgage payment. So when you can de-stress and enjoy, especially when your team wins, then you really have no stress. I mean you're just – with those few hours, you can really decompress. But I would say this. I don't think the Democrat want you, the Democrats don't want you to decompress. They want division. Listen, when authoritarians throughout history have, have destroyed societies, they've done it because they've created division among the people. And today's Democrat party is doing everything they can to get you to hate your neighbor. They want you to fight with your neighbor. And folks, listen, don't do it. Do not let the Democrats bring you down. Do not let the Democrats uh, uh, bring you down to, to fighting your neighbor. Your attention needs to be on Washington. Your problem doesn't need to be with your neighbor. Your problem needs to be with Washington. They are creating the inflation. They are creating the higher cost on every aspect of your life. That's where you need to focus your attention to. And then vote accordingly in November. We still have the ballot box, folks. Please listen. I know some of you out there think that it's tough to win elections, but it's not. When we go vote in numbers, and like we're going to do in November, we're going to hand probably a historic loss to the Democrats in November. They're going to lose the House and they're going to lose the Senate. And folks, listen, that's what we have to do. When, when the Democrats have total control like they have now, you cannot continue to vote for them. Throw them out. And then if the Republicans screw up, we'll throw them out and hopefully maybe bring in some libertarians. But right now, your option is the Republican Party because the Democrat Party doesn't care about you. The Democrat Party has turned full-on authoritarian. They want to control every aspect of your life. So listen, we're going to have to get out of here and end the show, but I didn't get to this. But listen, I want you guys to look up Giorgio Maloney. Look up Georgia, Georgia Maloney. Look her up. She was just elected prime minister of Italy. And and you're going to hear your media here in this country call her a fascist. She got elected because she promoted freedom, she promoted liberty, and she promoted getting Italy back to some sort of freedom and getting rid of socialism. And for that, she's being called a fascist. Folks, it's messed up. Pay attention to what's going on, folks. All right, folks, you have a great rest of your week. We'll be back next week. I'm out. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.